Welcome to the Black Alert Podcast, your melanated reference for all things Star Trek across all four quadrants. I'm Raina, and today I'm joined by Bridge Crew members Travis and Dre. Hey, y'all. Hey. Uh, we will be discussing. Hello. Se- <laughs> hey, Dre. We will be discussing season two, episode nine, and the season finale. I don't know if you can believe it. Episode ten. Oh gosh, it's over. What's going on? I'm so sad. <laughs> oh no. Me too. Uh, yeah, another yeah. fun ride. Yeah, it keeps getting better. Well, we have yeah. a lot to look forward to. It does. We do have a lot to look forward to next season. Oh my goodness. I'd like to start off though by bragging. Okay. Go. Because <laughs> Cetacean Ops, I'm taking a hundred percent credit for that. Ah gotcha. <laughs> If y'all don't follow me, follow me on Twitter. It, back in March, I said that it was well past time for Cetacean Ops to make an appearance on Star Trek. And I specifically called out to our new great creator, Mike McMahon. And it just so happened that ding, ding, Cetacean ding. Ops showed up in the season finale. So you're welcome. <laughs> well done. Well done, sir. Well done. Well, you also said that it was very possible we would see who was sponsoring the packlet. I did. I and did. did. Yeah. Yeah. I think Mike and I are on the same wavelength. Absolutely. Definitely need to be brought in on the show. And, uh, <laughs> he knows know. where to find me. Twitter. All social media. <laughs> exactly. I mean, now. any show at this point, any of us can because we just pay so much attention to the universe and what's going on and we come so close to predicting things or actually we actually have predicted some things and man it's just amazing but anyway not to pat ourselves <laughs> on the back but yeah we're, we're <laughs> not going yeah, well <laughs> we're pretty good all right so let's jump into episode nine title wes douche if there's anyone out there obviously there are that speak klingon and my pronunciation is not correct, please let me know on social media. I will definitely, you know, take note of that. But the translation means three ships. And so we have Boimler tries to find a bridge buddy while the USS Cerritos crew has downtime during a long warp trip. This was great. I love the idea of a bridge buddy. I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what's a long warp trip, though, because you guys travel at near speed of light. Exactly. So I'm like, <laughs> where are we going? Well, well it's like, like how, when, when Voyager it? would Voyager would do like those long trips where they would like go through like nothing for like two months. Right. There this was like only 12 hours. This is well, like, you know, half a day. Yeah. Then that's some whining. <laughs> right. My God, we're just going to 12 hours. It's like, there. man, you know how long it takes to fly to Europe? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? You know how long you it know? takes to fly halfway across the planet? It's like 18, 20, 24 hours. How was that warm? Oh, no. Oh, so much. But yeah, it can take up to 18 some, hours, hours to, get to, to get to like Japan. It's like a shift and a half. Like, yeah, come, on, sir. come on, Cerritos. But apparently, they, you know, they need some R&R. That's um, true. Dre, you mentioned that the title card is in Klingon. Yes, I saw that and I was like, oh my goodness. And that was the first time that's been done in Star Trek. Yeah. 
It's always been in English, and then they did it in this episode, which was awesome. It should be episodes more often in a different language. Language. You know, throw some Klingon up there. Throw some Vulcan on there. Shoot, throw some, throw some Borg up on there. <laughs> the only ones I don't want to see are Pac-Led, because then we're, we're going to be in for a very long episode. <laughs> or we're just being like Crayon or something. Not a, oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Well, then that would just be Captain Picard Day or, you know, whatever. <laughs> or Captain Freeman Day, as we yeah. saw. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I, oh, we'll I would get to that. We'll that get to, to be, yes, but I would love for that to be a, a real holiday. Oh, that'd be cool. Yes. But yeah, we started out with the Lower Decks and then we see the Klingon version. And they're just sitting there ripping on each other. This is I mean, the jokes that came out of Klingon Lower Decks on the uh, ship, the Cheta, they were like cracking jokes about, you know, being a Vulcan is like, avoid death and cower. And I was, di- and I tell you, I was howling because I was like, oh my God, they are really going for him. This is great. <laughs> right. And then we go over to what? A Vulcan science vessel. Which is so funny to me because I didn't even know those existed anymore. Like, I didn't think they existed in the TNG era. And now it just changed changed my entire perspective on what what the Federation is like now. Because I thought, like, Federation starships were Federation starships. And then, like, you had your private, you know, ships. There wasn't, like, a Vulcan Navy anymore. But now it, it seems like there is. They have their own thing going on. Yeah. Yeah exploration well <laughs> that ship is a little <laughs> wound up and we've got a bit of a rebel on their ship to lynn i like her a lot and of course you know the show leaves us kind of open to where she's going next but i think we can predict where she's going yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. she she would definitely fit right we know in where she's with team cerritos my prediction yeah, she is she's would. going to be a spoiler for the new uh, Jennifer and Mariner. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, I think she might be a spoiler. No, I somehow see, I kind of see her possibly maybe someone with uh, Brad. Like with Brad, he would yeah. be, yeah. Yeah, maybe. He b- would but be he, someone who's like, oh, yeah. hello. Yeah. Well, either way, I think Mariner is not going to like her. No. No, she's not. She's a Vulcan version of her. Exactly. 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 (laughs) Breaking the rules, snarky, just, you know, you can definitely tell she needs to be the leader of the group. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to have some words and exchanges, and they're going to be absolutely hysterical. Because as we saw, the Vulcans really, really can get under your skin really quickly. They have that passive aggressive, you know, monotone voice. <laughs> like it's just really on point. You know, it was great because they characterized them and acting in a way, especially to Lynn, that we saw the Vulcans in Enterprise. Like yep. Enterprise, that series, the Vulcans were just very passive aggressive, very arrogant. They were snobs and they were very much you humans <laughs> with your exactly. emotions. 
that's what we got. And that was refreshing to see because I know people love Spock and Tuvok and, and all of them, but I, that's kind of why I like Paul so much. She was, for Vulcan, she was very emotional. And I, Spock also was, but he had his his human side that I think contributed to that. But to Lynn, as far as we know, is she's Vulcan and her having feelings. Yeah, <laughs> she has lost all control. Yes, that was, just, yeah. that was good stuff. Sitting to do meditation and she's like, you've lost. Like you, what was funny to me was with that meditation thing was meditation was always Tuvok's go-to. It was like every time somebody yep. had a problem, you need to meditate. I've got some meditation techniques. And was it because Tuvok used to be a rebel? Because we know he was. Yeah. So was it be was that why he always felt like uh, he needed to go meditate? It's just that he's used to it. It's like you know what? Before I blow up on somebody, let me <laughs> let me go meditate because you about to get a nasty Vulcan out of me. You know, maybe I should do that. That's some good. I'll do that instead of <laughs> busting out crazy. On the Vulcan yeah, side's about to come out. Yeah. It's like, mm. Yeah. I thought the lower decks for Vulcan, the Vulcan ship were absolutely hysterical. Oh, yeah. The um, And then we go back to the cleanup. Like we kind of bounce back and forward a little bit. Right. Yeah. Right. Which was your favorite of the uh, subplots? Mm, I would say the Vulcan. Mm-hmm. I, I really cracked up a lot <laughs> with them. And, you know, it's, it's just funny to see this bright, intelligent, obviously, science officer being scolded. All obviously right. <laughs> but we have to show you your place. I, I just love it because definitely, you know, obviously we find out that she'll she's going to be, you know, her duties have been, you know, she's been removed from the ship. And she's going to be thrown on the Cerritos, who is having a bit of a moment right now. We'll we'll talk about that later. They're they're having some issues on the Cerritos, but yeah, definitely that she doesn't belong there. But she's definitely she's got some spirit in her. I like I like it. She definitely does. Yeah. She definitely does. Yeah. My favorite was the was the Klingons, and not necessarily because you know I like all like the the ripping on each other, which I do, but it was because there was so much depth. To that story, I thought in eight minutes. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that was like a that felt like a multi-part episode from TNG compressed into eight minutes. I was really impressed with that. Well, yeah, and then you know we find out. Yeah, the, the Klingons, Klingons did so much. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Drake. Go ahead. I apologize. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. <laughs> they did so much with them. I mean, we got to see more of how a Klingon ship operates, but at the lower level with their, you know, junior officers and everything like that and how they move up in rank. <laughs> Still a lot of killing, but yeah. hey, it's, <laughs> it's to be expected. It's the Klingons, right? I like it when he gets to the bridge and he was because he's sitting there, he's talking, and he's like, it might be my day to become uh, an officer, I might go up on the bridge and there could be a fight. And what happens? He gets up to the bridge. And sure and enough, there's a fight. <laughs> the captain and one of the other officers going at it. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. So was that yeah. guy like the Klingon boy? And then they're like, you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in a sense. 
Okay. Yeah. He he was, you know, he's ready to move on up and he does everything on the ship. You know, he thinks he's got everything under control. He's a true Klingon, you know, pure through and through. Mm-hmm. Also, I want to note the reddish pink blood was his hilarious. I'm um, so glad the, that's back the, in continuity. <laughs> the fuchsia color. I saw that. Yes. Was like, what? Oh, it's back um, to the red pink blood. Oh, yeah. snap. Uh, I missed the Pepto-Bismol. Pepto-Bismol blood. <laughs> Gross. But yeah, he seems to I'm be... I'm not going to say he wants to shine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He seems to be, you know, gung-ho at becoming an officer and being on the bridge. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was. And then we get back to the Cerritos. <laughs> and Brad is just, he's having a hard time. He can't find anyone to hang out with. He walks into the holodeck with uh, Beckett and her and her mom. <laughs> Those two are hilarious. But yeah, he's not not doing very well finding a snag buddy. No, not at all. <laughs> well, it was interesting because we see where more and more where Mariner gets her personality from. Mm-hmm. And it's her mom because they're both on the holodeck working out their issues <laughs> by fighting. Like they're this wasn't them playing velocity, okay? This was them full on in some kind of like simulated battle. <laughs> so that makes sense though, right? Because they're so much alike, they can't get along. Mm-hmm. Very much. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not being a daughter, I don't know exactly the, you know, politics between mothers and daughters, but, you know, being a witness to that on a daily basis, yeah, that seemed real to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Real. There's definitely <laughs> being a daughter <laughs> and daughter to an Scorpio at that. You definitely, there's always definitely tension. Love there, obviously. But definitely, you know, you're the younger version of her. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> there's always this like, I don't know. I, I think it's like, a, I don't know if it's competition or just there's always some kind of battle. There's always some kind of tension there. I don't know okay. what it is. Okay. I can't describe it. It's weird. There, there is. <laughs> yeah, it really is a weird dynamic that so many mothers and daughters have. It's like your mom loves you, but at the same time, she would kill you. She would drag you and you're like, wait a minute. What did, I do? what did I do? Absolutely. And I know you're menopausal, but <laughs> please, lady, I didn't do it to you. Yeah. It's it yeah. can get very vicious. <laughs> okay. So yeah, it seemed accurate. Vicious. Yeah. Definitely. But I just thought that was because I sat there and I watched between that episode and the season finale, I'm like, that's why they can't get along that much because they're, they're way too much alike. They're exactly alike. Yes, they're exactly alike. And I just found that, you know, interesting. But again, it's a dynamic that we've it's a dynamic we've seen in television and movies and in real life with, you know, not just mothers and daughters, though. We see it with fathers and sons. Mm-hmm, Sometimes mm-hmm. we see it with mothers and sons and fathers and daughters too. They, you know, you're so much like your parent. They either really like you <laughs> and you have a close bond or you're at each other and you can't really get along and spend a lot of time together. So, you know, I thought that was a good dynamic that they shed light on with these two. Yeah. And you can tell that her mom doesn't want her to make the same mistake that she made with for, on a personal level. 
Like not even like, you know, like maybe that's why she is the captain of the Cerritos and not the captain of an enterprise or a Titan. Keep an eye on her. Well, no, what I meant was that she was that, you know, Captain Freeman may have been the kind of person who pushed people away when she was younger and she doesn't want to see Mariner, you know, ruin herself, well, hold back her career the way she did. Because uh, up until, you know, the end of the second episode, which we'll get to later, she felt like being the captain of the Cerritos was second best at at best. Right. Yeah. Just get it together, girl. I'm trying to, I'm trying Mm -hmm. to save you the heartache. Exactly. I've been there. <laughs> been there. Done that. <laughs> right. Literally. Probably. I yeah. definitely want some. And then we get back to the Klingon. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Wayne. Oh, no. Just going to mention Shax and Rutherford during their uh, bridge buddy <laughs> is absolutely hysterical. Papa Bear and Baby Bear. Yes. It, it just. Yes. And then, like, <laughs> and Homeboy had a whole flashback about the Bajor <laughs> like which is something else we called. He did. He we had did. serious PTSD. And yep. he go he says fighting fascism is a full time job. <laughs> and I was like, you're right. It is. It, that it has really to be is. a t shirt. It is. I want it. I need I to make it. that into a t shirt. Put it down. Yes. It's- and then, you know, Rutherford's like, put it in the clay, Papa Bear. Put it in the clay. <laughs> Burn some incense. Relax. <laughs> like, it's okay. You know? That like was their, a great little moment. I like their he relationship. Like, They're cute. Yeah. Yeah, they have, they have such a great relationship. They really do. What I found interesting about, you know, this whole Bridge Buddy thing is it reminds me of, you know, corporate America, where they always tell you to, you know, find a mentor. You know, go out and find a mentor, somebody that has already been through it. And I felt bad for Boimler that he's not able to do that. It's funny because my career is the exact opposite, but it is what it is. (laughs) No, you go solo. We don't don't need nobody. Yeah, you're going to learn on the job anyway. But then we get back to the Klingon ship where the young officer, he's he goes to the mess hall and it's the same thing. Another fight breaks out. (laughs) That's all they do is fight for my honor. Yeah. The whole deal with, you know, go get the blood wine and just all of this. It was interesting, but it was also weird because you see a lower decks Klingon officer just in the mess hall, getting blood wine, walking targs, moving dead bodies. I'm moving dead bodies. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, clean this up. It's like, drag them out. Okay. And that's the well, thing that we never yeah, think about with Klingons. Dude on the bridge, you had to drag dude out. Somebody, yeah, so there's got to be somebody to do that. And we yeah. never think about that with the Klingons. It's always, you know, the warrior. I mean, because there's got to be, I think, you know, a Klingon accountant somewhere. Somebody has to, to be the person we're who's... We're hoping so. Oh, Keep I got to see that. Books. I need that episode. It's like we're spending way too much on the military. Exactly. No, we're not. <laughs> it's like, what can we cut in the budget? You know, targ food or, or something, you know? Something ridiculous. Yeah, like I, I, I really want to see the ridiculous. I really want to see the see the Klingon accounts. Yeah, less tooth sharpeners or something. <laughs> and that's what it would be. <laughs> something. <laughs> Doing the audit. 
Your pointy boot budget uh, is far too so large. So he's in the mess hall. He's yeah. <laughs> we need no more bat lift polish. <laughs> rationing, rationing. Oh, right. We're tightening. But our he's belt. dealing with that. Yeah, yeah. So he's dealing with that because that's what the captain tells him. Captain sees him. He's like, walk by Tark. Yeah. Which they have Targs as food, but they also keep them as pets. They're like pigs. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Well, he even said that, right? He was like, make sure he uses the bathroom because I think he was chomping on someone's arm or something like that. Yeah. Yes, that's messed up. He made yeah, that great movement. <laughs> Like, what is going on on this ship? But it's so Klingon. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got it. But yeah, he becomes the the first officer, right? He moves up the ranks really quickly, <laughs> very quickly. And then he starts opposing the captain. Yeah, like quick. Because we find out some interesting things about the Klingons, or this at least this particular Klingon, that they are aiding the Paklids. Which I think is... Incredibly dishonorable, not just because you're fighting against your ally, but because it's the Packlets. <laughs> you know? I mean, come on. Who wants you know, to help the Packlets? No one. They need no help. Well, actually, no. they need a lot of help. We yeah. don't want to help them. Right. No, they're a little special. It's okay. So, yeah. So, first officer is like, you know, this is dishonor. This is not the Klingon way. We don't have other people fight our battles and then him and the captain go at it and dun 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 <laughs> someone dies the captain yeah then we well we go over well yeah but we, <laughs> i'm sitting here and i'm like oh travis was right as soon as they <laughs> as soon as we find out this dude is is working with Pathlead, I'm like, Travis was right. Dang it, there's another prediction. All right, you know what? We might have to start keeping a chart of who predicts what and check it off. And when it comes in what episode we see it, yeah, check it off and you know, just kinda kinda have that and going because it's getting it's starting to get up there. I don't know if we're speaking this stuff the into the, the universe. I don't know surprise. if we yeah, are we manifesting yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm starting to wonder. I don't know if we're just really observant, like I said before, or if we're speaking it true, or we have someone high up, like, listening to the show. Which, if you are, please follow us on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just think it's just, it, it's basically we we watch the show closely, and, you know, I think we probably come to the shows with the same, a lot of the similar perspective as these people. Yeah. Has to be, but it's funny because they get to the packlet ship and there's problems. Yeah. How do you need another missile? (laughs) (laughs) Their bomb blew up. Duh. That's what it's supposed to do. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This, mm. That was ridiculous. And then do 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 the Cerritos is like, wait a minute, we got something going on. But actually, we get to the Vulcan ship, and Talin is talking with the captain. He's like, because you were correct, I'm gonna go ahead and 
change course, but this does not mean that we won't discuss this later. You are acting. Uh, that to me was pretty funny. She, her suggestion and her observation was considered acting out. Yeah. 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 I mean, typical she was doing Vulcans, her, typical, typical Vulcan. She was doing like a mission on the side that she wasn't supposed to be doing. And, but that actually benefited them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like, well, it's, it's not proper. It's not according to what your assignment was. So we're going to punish you anyway for it. But thank you for the information. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to reprimand you for doing your due diligence. I think a lot of us have been there before, too. Oh, absolutely. Yes. You're doing too much, and it's making everyone else look bad. Mm -hmm. All right. That's fine. (laughs) Exactly. I just, you just take it and just like, all right, whatever. Fine. I'll just do less. I'm trying to leave here anyway. (laughs) Right? So it's like, I'm trying to find another job anyway. But. Right. In about two weeks, y'all getting a two week notice. <laughs> <laughs> then we get back to Cerritos. And who do we see? Brad, he's still trying to find a bridge, buddy. With Ransom. Tiana and Devana. Oh, and, well, oh, no. remember oh, yeah, he's. Tendy. Yeah. And we see the jet boots. Yes. I was so glad to see the jet boots back. And I was. You know, because. I love that they. It was a great moment. I just love that they exist because they make zero sense, but they're so cool. (laughs) It opens up. I would rock a pair in real life. I was gonna say, are these like on the market somewhere? Can we get these? They're not. You know, it it makes you consider something about the holodecks too. I mean, I guess we kind of saw before with Captain Proton, but you can fly on the holodeck. Like that's pretty amazing. Yeah, you can. That Mm. kind of changes my whole perspective, not changes my perspective, but makes the holodeck seem even cooler than it did before. Because, I mean, you can just go in there and, you know, I'm going to do a Superman holodeck program and that's it. That would be so cool. Yeah. It would. You could even pretend to, you know, get strange energies. Mm. You know what? Write that down. (laughs) That's not a prediction. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Then we get to ransoming and his crew. So-called Hawaiians. Brad. Yo, okay. I'm going to say this much. When they first were talking about how they were all from Hawaii, I'm like, seriously? How you have all these people from Hawaii and not a single one of them is... Yes. Hawaiian in terms of their appearance. They're not speaking any Hawaiian or anything like that. I love that it paid off though. I was I getting ready to off. throw something. I was indeed. I love when it was revealed that they weren't from Hawaii and like yes. Weimler is like, that's yeah. the most culturally insensitive. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it was. It was. Like, come on now. They were all a mess. Oh, we're from the moon. I'm actually from the moon. It was. Like, Dudes. Yeah, they were all I just from to wear the moon the except for uh, Boimler. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. They tried. Look, Aloha shirts are, are cool. They go with almost anything. And when you live down there or you visit down there, yes, that is their dress attire. It's not formal wear, but it is considered dress wear. So you throw on some slacks and a nice Hawaiian button down shirt. And sandals. Hey, you ready? No, I'm wow. I'm serious. <laughs> Wow. 
Yeah, you can wear slacks and a nice Hawaiian shirt. And there it is. Not nothing too outlandish, you know, nothing doing like don't do too much with it. But yeah. Because huh. so we're not gonna look, I'm telling you, it's Hawaiian's you might, depending on the occasion. Occasion. Okay. There's any yeah. Hawaiian, for me, I always Hawaiians of, out there, please uh feel free to let us know. Yeah. I always like think graduations are a huge deal. I always think of Hawaiian shirts as a big and tall man staple. Because when, you know, you shop at a big and tall men's store, you often see lots of Hawaiian shirts for the full figured man. And I've always resented them just because of that. You no. know, I'm like, don't force me to wear those. But now you're saying that I could. And now it's it's changing my perspective again. Well, definitely. We'll probably you know, have to get Travis, you some of those. I'm going to get you a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> no, I was about to say, like, we've got to get you one. Nice. Well, I will get you a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, we got to get you one now. <laughs> Absolutely. Got to get you one. Yeah. Secret Santa. And so, <laughs> well, it, I can't Secret Santa him the shirt. Well, unless someone else does it. Does it? Okay. Somebody. That's fair Somebody enough. out there. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's fair enough. But yeah, I, I had a problem with it at first. And I'm like, oh boy, what are we doing? I was getting... I was getting a mad tweet ready. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was, I was like, oh shit! Look at this cultural appropriation here. But and then they called it like out, you said, like, okay. yes. Yeah, <laughs> with Brad still trying to pretend that he's from a moon, and Ransom called about. He was like, I thought you were from what did he say, Modesto, Modesto, or California, something yeah. like that. Yeah, he's from Central California, which explains a few things. He's like, see, Modesta is like a, a the moon in like California, and he's like, nah, bro, it's not. <laughs> like, just, it's not. You, you just it's you're not. doing too much now. It's okay. And then we have uh, emergency yeah. on Cerritos. Yeah, we get a fight scene. Fight scene, yes. Which I like. Yes, get- and probably one of the best fight scenes in a Trek series for a while. Definitely some action, some uh, definitely some uh, CGI, some great animation. Very, I loved it. I thought it was really good. The music, ugh, Chris yes. Blake. I gotta chat with him because it's fantastic. I'm, I'm gonna need about, that soundtrack. Uh, yeah, ASAP. It's supposed to be coming out, I think, next week? Or the week after? I'm all filming TV scores and they always give me the they make me feel good and like I'm in the moment. Like definitely mm-hmm. I, I can you know remember that scene and just connect to it. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've got this Packlet and Klingons versus the USS Cerritos. And Cerritos is taking Red some heavy alarm. damage. Red <laughs> Red alarm. <laughs> Packlets. <laughs> They're ridiculous. I think they they've really got to be the are, dumbest but... dumbest species we've encountered. Yeah, they have for to sure. Be. For sure. At this and point, yes. Yes. <laughs> At this point, yes. Okay. And you know, in Next Gen, I almost felt bad for them. Now, I think after, apologies for going into politics, after four years of Trumpiness, they seem almost aggressively stupid and they make me angry. <laughs> he said aggressively, aggressively stupid. <laughs> I think we've all seen examples of what aggressive oh, stupidity looks like now. Oh, absolutely. And it's, oh. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. And no. We only go down it, that road today. No, 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 no. Well, now that you mention it, kind of seems like that's 
uh, the Packlet represent a certain group of people that we've seen acting foolish. Yeah, because I bet so, the Packlets would not wear masks. What are masks? <laughs> <laughs> Packlet on Packlet Planet, and our ship is named Packlet. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. No, they're not the brightest bulb. That's all right. We've got to have them. There's a little balance there, you know? I guess so. When you've got Vulcans in the universe, you have to have Packlets, too. Exactly. There's got to be, you know, the yeah. end to the eye. And they no. roll up to the battle. We see them. Yeah. We see that awesome Vulcan science vessel. Their science vessels, they've grown on me these last few years. Yeah, Travis, you know, I might need, I might need and one it's of those. The, I'm going to have to place an order for that, too. <laughs> yeah, trust me. As soon as I can find a, a, it's a the, file for that, that's happening. Yeah, and it's the design, and an updated design from the ones that we saw them using in Enterprise. Yeah. But I, I want to know where they were, though, like when the Borg were invading, when, you know, in the Dominion War. We're, now that I know that the Vulcans have a navy, I'm a little angry at the Vulcans. See, I don't mean to jump fandoms, but they remind me of the Eternals. That movie's coming out. That's coming soon. Yeah. It's where like, were you? Where, where were you when mm-hmm. we were fighting Thanos and all of this stuff was going on? You were just chilling out. Got yeah. It. Copy. The Vulcans are kind of like the elves, I think. Yes, uh, exactly. You know, they don't get involved too much. Once in a while, they come out. You know, when the the great war has to be fought, they'll show up. They'll show up at Gondor, but they're not going to show up anyplace else. I mean, the best time they showed up was the two towers at Helm's Deep. Helm's Deep is yeah. Oh my god, that horn blew. I was like, yeah, yes. That's exactly how I felt when the Vulcans arrived. (laughs) So did I. I I they just stood up and cheered. Like, yeah, they showed up. Look at them. Yep. Love it. Yeah, Finally, just a great yeah they're, they're the cavalry. They're always the cavalry. But anyway, that was something. It was a good episode. And then yeah. we get the season finale. Well, let's not forget the post credit scene in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> the Borg, Borg Lower Decks. It was cute, like, one six. It was like Q016-something, yeah. Yeah. And the whole time I'm like, are they going to activate? Nope. No, no, they're not. They <laughs> they're just, not. They, just, they were in regeneration. Yeah, they were in regeneration cycle. <laughs> that was funny. I was no. expecting that. Yeah, that was funny. That was funny. I was expecting them to activate, and they didn't even do that. I was like, okay, I get the joke. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> nice moment. Nice moment. So we got to see four different types of lower decks. We got Borg, Packlid, Klingon, and Oh, I Vulcan. forgot about the Packlid lower deck. That's right. We had Packlid lower deck. Yeah. And it was so just as ridiculous as Packlid upper decks. That's right, because that's where Red Alarm happened. <laughs> yeah. So technically, it should be four <laughs> ships, not three, for the title. Hmm. Five. You're right. Wait, Cerritos, Vulcan, Klingon, Packlid, Borg, and the Borg. There you go. Um, yeah, or but the cube. board weren't near the area, though. Yeah, no. They were just kind of there. They were yeah. just there. In, they were probably in a transwarp conduit traveling somewhere. Who knows? <laughs> Resistance is futile. <laughs> He's good to see. Yeah. Which I love that Talyn at the end did her own oh Vulcan sarcastic yes. departure. 
Live long and prosper, prosper sir. <laughs> like that pause between the live long and prosper and the sir was great. It was like yeah. total passive aggressive. Like, bye. And that wasn't the first time we've seen that. Remember, uh, Spock did that in the uh, the J.J. Uh, Abrams Star Trek. Yep. When he uh, told them to live long and prosper. <laughs> when he, it's, it's a delivery. When he, it's exactly. <laughs> we got to start doing that. Live long and prosper. And then the rest of it is like, oh. Yeah, the pause really gives dramatic effect. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, I guess. And he's looking around like, what? <laughs> all right well yeah she's reporting for duty elsewhere next season we know yeah, where she's going we, we do know where she's going very yeah, she's going. if she's not going there i'm gonna be very disappointed. very mad like don't do this and apparently yeah. she's a fan favorite already because i've seen everybody with their fan art and yeah the love for talin so you better give it to her yeah which is interesting because it seems like these Vulcan science vessels or these Vulcan ships, even though they're operated by completely, you know, Vulcan crews, that they're on par with a Federation vessel and that they hold rank in Starfleet and that they do all these things like a Federation ship, only it's a Vulcan, it's a Vulcan vessel with an all Vulcan crew. So I'm going to guess that when she gets to the Cerritos, we're calling, look, Black Alert Podcast is calling it right now in episode 27 that Talyn is going to show up on the Cerritos. So mark this down. <laughs> um, now, is she going to be an ensign or do you think she'll be a higher ranked officer? I think Definitely she's going to be an ensign. She'll yeah. be an ensign. Okay. Yeah. The lower decks is expanding, her. I think. Yeah. Okay. The, she's going to be a, a recurring lower decker, most likely. Yeah, because I, I think we're going to see at some point a Boimler or somebody get promoted. Well, and look at... Yep. Oh, yeah. They're well, because look at Tendi. They're setting that up. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say Tendi. We didn't get to talk about episode 10 yet, but yeah, Tendi's moving on up. Yeah, so I think soon we're going to see people moving out of the lower decks and staying on the show, but moving out of the lower decks. Well, moving higher up in the lower decks. Cause yeah, because there's a long way yeah. to get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least out of that hallway. Jeez. Oh, my gosh. The shared bathroom, the sonic uh, showers. and. Ugh. Yeah, my hope is that there's at least like a force field that drops down if you, if you wanted to, because... I don't know that I need to see everybody sleep all the time. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah, we okay. had that. In, I know in the Navy, we had to pull the curtains. That was it. Yeah, because the only border. That's how, look, that's how the birthing works in the Navy, right? When you're enlisted. Yeah, I visited uh, two ships when I was a naval contractor. And mm. I saw right away that I could not be an enlisted person in the Navy just because I'm gigantic. <laughs> There's no way I could. There's fit no, in there's that. no room. Yeah, we had some giants in military, and it's like, how do you get in and out of your rack? That's what we call dangling over. Yeah, they've got to all have Man. like back problems and all kinds of stuff oh, now. Gosh, yeah, it's interesting to say the least. Anyway, <laughs> episode ten, the so season good. finale. Yeah, first, first so contact. Good. I'm going to say right now, off. top five, five episodes of my favorite of, of this series. This is in my top five episodes of this yeah. series I, uh, of Star Trek, of the franchise. I loved it. Yeah, it and good. we start off seeing who? <gasps> Captain Sonia Gomez. Sonia Gomez. 
What? Yeah, and when they said the name, I was like, why is that familiar? Like, right away, the spider sense was tingling a little bit. And I'm like, wait a minute. That name is very freaking familiar. And we see her, and I'm like, mm, I still couldn't quite put it together. But we also see Carol with her husband. Yeah, Admiral stopped by. Yep. Finally. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> And we don't um, get any real interaction. No, not at all. But he does congratulate her. Mm-hmm. For, yes. And we find out for what she's being promoted. And wow. that doesn't go very well. No. Because <laughs> you know who well, is listening in on conversations you should not be listening on. That kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But back up for a minute. How awesome is it that we see Sonia? She's sitting there and she's got the mug of hot cocoa. Yes. And it's the same actress. <laughs> oh, I was yeah, so, yeah by Lysia now. I was so happy that she was just, it, it was, it was Sonia Gomez. And they're front, you know, and because Freeman are her and her old friends from back yes. in the day. So it's really cool. I wonder if Freeman, so Freeman ever served on, on Enterprise. Enterprise. She had to. Hmm. Black Alert Podcast is also calling this Captain Freeman served on Enterprise D. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And the thing is, from a timing standpoint, you know, because this is five years after Voyager got back, right? Is that what they five told or us? seven, something like that. Okay. So then Sonia Gomez made Captain before Jordy? Hmm. Well, yeah, because look at how long the whole crew stayed on Enterprise. They were on Enterprise D. It gets destroyed. And then we see them on Enterprise E. Yeah. So, yeah. She made Captain because before Because by Jordy. the time... Yeah, but by the time we get to... Nemesis isn't Jordy like a commander, so he's right there. Like he's the chief engineer, but his rank because for the longest time he was like lieutenant commander. Lieutenant commander. Mm-hmm. Yeah, him and Data. Data were the same rank. Yeah, they were lieutenant commanders for a long ass time. For a while. <laughs> doing yeah. work, doing a lot of work on this ship, and I'm still lieutenant commander. What's yes. going on? Yeah, yeah. And I like so Picard, they, but I would not give up my whole career for Picard like that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, Riker had his issues, and then he it was this whole, he instills such loyalty among his crew. Okay, and <laughs> exactly. I'm loyal, too. But if I got a chance to move up, bye, bye Jean-Luc. <laughs> right, bye, raise. Jean-Luc. Right. Au revoir. <laughs> I need my own captain's <laughs> orders. I mean, I need my own Should captain's orders. My... Thank you. Thank... There it is. Me, my own captain's yacht. Shoot. So we get that, though. And it was so great to see her and to get an update because fans were like, what happened to Sonya Gomez after the hot cocoa incident? And now we know. Now we know. Now we know. She's captain of of an amazing ship. Absolutely. Yeah. What class ship was that? Excelsior class. No, it's. No, Obeno. 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 Yeah. Yeah. USS Archimedes. Yeah, and that is a nice, nice ship. It nice is. Ship. Oh my god! But it looks like, similar to an Excelsior. It does. It's got the same secondary Indeed. hull, and the neck, and that's the thing. It's like the Excelsior plussed up across the board because okay. it's like it's bigger than the Excelsior. It's got a longer neck. The saucer section is more like sovereign. It's more of an arrowhead shape, and then you got the different like struts, like the ones that I'm sitting here like acting this out as though as I'm. No, I'm, I've been waiting for this. All week. <laughs> it's got your interpretation of the ship. It's got these struts, not even like 
it's got kind of sovereign struts, but it also has, but you could also compare them to the Constitution refit struts that come out of that big dome in the back of the uh, secondary hull like the Excelsior has. And then the, the warp nacelles look like a combination of the Sovereign class and the Excelsior class. So it, it's a really interesting mix. And I got to say, it's probably my favorite ship of new Star Trek. No offense to Discovery or Sarita. Well, yeah, I can <laughs> offend Sarita. So that, that ship looks like a bar stool. But <laughs> what's it called? The, the Archimedes is nice. Sonia nice Gomez, must, right yeah, she must be like a high-end captain. Like Sonia Gomez must be a big deal. Now we did she, see she an interaction to, to get a ship like a that. Big deal. Yeah, Absolutely. and we see her interaction with bridge crew member who kind of looks like her. Yep. Yeah. I was like, hmm, uh, daughter. Don't don't, uh, don't worry little, about it. Daughter, daughter, niece, something niece, like somebody. that. Yeah. I didn't don't think worry. Like that. Wow. Yeah, because someone posted on Twitter a still frame of that scene, and it was the animation had them looking very similar. Yeah, because why would why would they joke? Why would she joke about being like not intimidating, right? Unless she had, unless that ensign meant something to her. Mm -hmm. Wow. So yeah, so we've maybe there's a real parallel between her and the Freeman and Mariner. Mother daughter is intimate. Yeah. You know, that brings to mind an idea for a series. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh. Anyway. Yeah, speaking of um, speaking of that, I want a series about the Archimedes. Like that was the first thing I tweeted when I when I was watching that episode. I want a series about that ship. It doesn't have to be animated. That, you can give me a live action series. I yep. don't need you can give, give me shorts, but I really want Captain Sonia Gomez on the Archimedes. Like yep. it can be a comic book series for all I care about, and if they if anybody <laughs> wants to write that, what needs a writer for that, let me know, because I'm happy to write the adventures of Sonia Gomez. Sir, that's what fan fiction is for. <laughs> I'll do that too. Mm-hmm. I'm being well, serious right now, Travis. You should, you should write well, fan fiction for that. I should. I should do something about it. I like pull I down can, unless you have to Tumblr. Go ahead. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> Which I thought it was really sweet of her to say, oh, don't worry about it. Ensign, I've done embarrassing things myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know, Sonya. It's, <laughs> it's cool, mm-hmm. though. We were there for it the hot cool. chocolate. We insane. were there. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. But it things go wrong early on in this episode. Yeah. And you see Captain Freeman or you, well, back up. Before things explode in space, they explode on the ship. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> You've got Beckett Jennifer goes. and Beckett, okay, in the hallway, which yes. <laughs> we'll talk about later in, in a few minutes. Then we've got Mariner, who overhears Captain Freeman moving on, and some of the crew may not make the cut. And, of course, she tells the bridge crew. She tells Ransom and Shaxx and them, and they're pissed <laughs> That was so dirty. That was so bad. It was hysterical, though. He's like, yes, Captain, we're ready to go to warp on your ship. (laughs) (laughs) Billups was losing his mind. He was about to go off. Yes, he was. He did. He did. But like he was I thought he was really, you know, he was going to start cursing in in medieval times, you know, old English (laughs) dragon's blood, you know, type. Something else we need to start doing. We need to start cursing in that medieval times colonies language. Cast you out, sir. <laughs> Dragon's blood. <laughs> but no, he used the four letter word. 
And yeah, it got bleeped. And I was like, oh, okay. That's how you feel, Phillips? Rightly yeah, so. I like that guy. But yeah, that was interesting to say the least. And Beckett's sitting there just smirking and just eating it up. Free, yeah. And when Carol looks over, she's like, I knew, she knew right away who it was. Yep. yep. You did this. <laughs> Trouble on the bridge. Oh, what did Shaq yeah. say? I'm angry but spiritually centered. Yo, I can't with him. He's ridiculous. He's like, I gotta go back to my Zen place. But I'm angry. <laughs> like you didn't tell me anything. Oh man. That was a not a cool thing for Mariner to do. No. Definitely or not at all. But yeah, so then we had some explosions. Yeah. Freaking Sonic's meeting solar flares, destroyed the planetoid. Yeah. Knocks the Archimedes out. It yeah. was like an e- what was it? An EMP. EMD. There you go. Yeah. Knocked all of the yeah. operating systems out, and they are just floating in space. Yeah. No, just, they're hurling towards. They are crashing. crashing. They're crashing. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Our first contact is going to be us contacting the planet. <laughs> and that's going to be it. It's going to be catastrophic. I'm like, oh no. Yeah. It would okay. be. Okay. Yeah. It was high stakes. It really was. I like that. They gave it some really high stakes. It was like something needs to happen and it needs to happen very quickly. And so we see, you know, Carol Freeman do the captain thing. Like, hey, after fighting with Mariner, of course. For the umpteenth <laughs> time on the ship. It, yeah. And so Sam actually is the one who comes up with the plan. He's like, hey, if we get rid of our exterior hull, then we can actually make it get through, through this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we see them do that. And they it's all hands on deck with the ballroom dancing competition being posted on, put on hold. That <laughs> was so hilarious. <laughs> like you could tell she was pissed off because she done trained so long for this competition. And what you mean is canceled. What? Exactly. Aw, oh, man. <laughs> like, how is all of this going on on this shit? <laughs> the but fact that cool. they have a ballroom dancing competition, though, that was pretty cool. Dance with me? Like, Need some Vanessa Williams and Cheyenne? Yeah, that was good. That was another great little moment right there. I enjoyed that. That was. They sure, they sure have a good time on this ship. <laughs> they do. <laughs> I might need to go on this redos. Right? Everyone seems to be having fun. They got ballroom dancing and all they need is holiday. I'm there. Everybody except the captain. She's stressed all the time. Well, when you have someone like Beckett Mariner on your ship, you be stressed too. That's true. (laughs) Doing the most. And she stays doing the most. Yeah, (laughs) I am Kirk style free spirit who kicks butt and upsets people. (laughs) Well, I like when she kind of, when she took her to task, she's like, you're not Kirk style. Kirk was confident. You're not. Ooh. You just pretend to be. Ooh. She was like, I yeah. am confident. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, are you? It, yeah, it kind of called it into question. I'm like, are you? You're definitely, everyone away. You definitely ups- yeah. And you upset people on purpose, though. Mm-hmm. To get attention. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. It's got a lot to unpack there. And we got Rutherford, yeah. who's got a little bit of a data storage problem. He needs an external hard drive. 
I was like, can someone give him, they have to be like up to, I don't know, they probably don't even use terabytes at this point. Yeah, don't they have like giga quads? Wasn't that the thing that we always heard on Voyager? Got uh, yeah. so many giga quads. Giga quads. Yeah. Like, bro, you need a few I'm of those. Like, yep. Yeah, he needed a few full. of those. Yeah. But I love the little sentiment. It's like, he doesn't want to forget Tendi. And I was like, oh my God, he's so cute. Right? He's like, I've been saving these memories. Three backups. Three comps. Three backups. Three copies. All right. Later, Travis. So, yeah, we get to see him dealing with that. But you're right. The reason for it was so sweet. (laughs) Very sweet. And we also get some a vision when he's doing his, like, when he was resetting his his storage, his optic eye, you know? Yeah. And it's It's like, what is this all about? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and that was, I want to say that was a theory that people were kind of talking about on Twitter a few days after the episode, that it's maybe he did something, something secretive, and I'm like, hmm, that's very possible. And because remember in season one, when he's doing his deal with trying to figure out if he wants to serve in another department Mm -hmm. besides engineering? And he was able to fight really, really well. Maybe he picked up something. Maybe he was optic uh, implant was programmed for him to do something. Exactly. You do hear the two, I guess, doctors or scientists. What did he say? Oh, man. I forgot it. Never mind. It's gone. Yeah. I can't remember it either, but... Basically, it's from a year ago when they were, you know, replacing his implant. And it's like, hmm, what exactly happened? Well, no, this had to be when he first got the implant. What exactly happened? So Hmm. hopefully we we get that fleshed out in season three. Yay. Yeah. Should be good. It should. And then we get we. But before all of that, we get everyone. You know, all, everyone comes together and, you know, the, most of the hull plating is off except for the one that got stuck. Yeah. And we see the bridge crew. Man, they take off the view screen of the bridge. Like, that was it's great. Gone. It was like, we're going old school. And Ransom was ready. He's like, yes, navigation. <laughs> it's my time. Yes. You know? Yes. The joystick cool. pops up out of his console. I'm like, ooh, throwback. I knew where that was from. I was like, oh, man, look at this. Throwback. The, again, more of the same, the deep cuts that they do with the Star Trek lore. Definitely. Right? They, they find a way to include the entire franchise somewhere in the show. And it's not just, you know, accidental. It, it's very purposeful. You know, it's like, look, you never got an answer to, to this question many years ago. Here you go. You get or to see it again. Do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember this thing, this person, this piece of technology or whatever, this anomaly? <laughs> so it's a lot that they give you. And we've said it before, and we're going to keep saying it. This series is a love letter to Star Trek fans. It just is. So it's a love letter for you, but Absolutely. so we get that laughs and and all that good stuff. You've definitely got some tangible Easter eggs that you definitely will enjoy every week. Yeah, and I'm enjoying it a lot, a whole lot. But then we got uh, the heads up display as well. 
and we see Ransom piloting the ship with manual control. And we have Jennifer and Mariner calling out, you know, where everything is. Like, it's port this many degrees, it's starboard this many degrees, which I was impressed by because they were, like, very accurate with telling him the directions. Oh, absolutely. And everything like that. And I'm like, wait a minute. Very good training. Why are y'all so accurate with this? Either that or it was something in their helmets. No, I think they're, they're, they're good. They're trained to be, you know, the naval officers. You know, when, when worse comes to worse, you know, they're very goofy any other time or acting up. But when business is business, they they really show their skills. And that this was a, a really good opportunity to show that, especially navigation in, through an asteroid belt. Yeah, that was scary. That was cool, though. Like, the animation was awesome and then we see you know mariner you know we hit one of the asteroids or you know remnants of one mariner gets tossed out and who comes to save the day jennifer yeah which if you saw the interaction (laughs) actually you go back to season one and their interaction was just always yeah always contentious i didn't really pick up on it all the time the, the entire time which, looking back at it now, it's like, yeah, Beckett's totally the type that if she really, really likes you, she's gonna push you, push away. you away. Yeah, that's a, that's a Beckett thing. That sounds about right. 100%. <laughs> she doesn't know how to bring people in. You know, she's scared of that. Which is funny. Nope. Yeah. Which was funny because in the hallway she's like whatever jennifer which cute butt and i was like wait what mm, how'd you know about her butt you've been looking at her mm-hmm. all right yeah all right what's the official yeah. ship name so what, what are we how are we shipping is it beckerfer <laughs> is it are they beckerfer yeah beckerfer or it's do we have three or four different ones i've seen benifer i've seen beckerfer i've seen jacket let's see yeah, Jacket was another one. There was one with an M, like Mechafer, and then I've seen Becker. Oh, yeah. But the top three are Benifer, Beckifer, and Beckett. And I'm just, or uh, Becker. And I'm a Beckifer. I, I, I'm calling them Beckifer. But hey, I'm going to support you. I, I like Beckifer. <laughs> Thank you. Beckifer is good. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it the most as well, which I don't know if anyone saw, but they said that Mike himself said that this is something that's going to be explored in season three. So I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait forward. Finally. Yeah. Mariner could maybe be herself. And we also get a part where when we were in cetacean ops, Tendi had it with, with Mariner. She was like, you better stop this victim nonsense. We are family. Cut it out. Like, stop pushing everybody away. Stop this putting up this armor and deflecting with your jokes and your nonsense. We love you. Like, we're friends. That's it. We're crew members. We're family. Uh, We're going to be here for each other. And I think that that conversation and the conversation that she has with her mother when she kind of make amends from what she said to her really kind of pushed her in a direction like, you know what? They're right. I need to open up a little bit more. I need to stop being this closed off individual and fighting battles 
those emotional battles. For, you know, yeah. For what? It was cute. I like it. Growth. Yeah, it was it was good. It was it was a lot of growth for all of the characters in this episode because we see Tendi. She's running scared, but it was for no good reason. She's in in medical, and it comes to find out that Tayana's like, "You don't belong here. You are a bit of an overachiever." <laughs> I mean, yeah. So we're going to move you to the science. Di- yeah, you're going to be in the science division. You do the full-on science stuff now, chick. So Senior science officer training. Yes. Go yes. Yes. I love She's the little gonna move. That was adorable. Yeah, even Tiana didn't even fight against it too She's much. Like, she was like, purring. Oh, a hug. <laughs> I like when her little cat moments pop out. Yes. It's funny. <laughs> but uh yeah, you know, she's I think Dr. Tiana is has been a really good mentor for Tendi in terms of her confidence boost, you know. And we look forward to seeing Tendi t- possibly on the bridge crew. She's gonna be. Oh yeah, she's I mean gonna we've be. Got- is on the bridge bridge. Beckett I mean uh Boimler's on the bridge. I mean, basically, they're all going to be on the bridge sooner rather than later. We're going to have scenes where the where all four of them are on the bridge. Yeah, I'm trying to figure because every once in a while, even though he's in engineering, we'll see the chief engineer or someone like that during certain operations or missions or something. They'll even go up to the bridge and they'll take an engineering station on the bridge. They just don't man it all the time. That's so good training. we could. Yeah, so we could see Sam doing like senior engineer training, I guess. Yeah, I'm gonna predict it now. The next oh. season, they're gonna steal the Cerritos, Star Trek Three style. Ooh, and the four of them are gonna be driving the ship. Oh boy, that's gonna be fun. It's gonna be really fun. Yeah, we get that huge cliffhanger in this episode. How dare they? Okay. <laughs> I was so hyped and so, excited. I'm like, what? Yeah. The whole deal with what they did with getting to the Archimedes in time was that was freaking brilliant. And a stripped down Federation ship. That is not just great Star Trek right there. That was great science fiction. That whole issue mm-hmm. with how they got through the asteroid belt and everything like that. Just good science fiction all around. And you can tell that a lot went into this episode like they gave us so much because we we get to the satayan ops though how are they in uniforms with com badges hey leave them alone <laughs> Kamolo and matt alone they're funny i'm just asking i don't know which they both out they both outrank harry kim um wow yeah one of them was a lieutenant junior grade and the other one was, yeah, they were both Lieutenant Junior grades, right? Or lieutenants. One was, no, no, some, no, I think one was, a, wait, say that again. One was named, what were their names? One was named Matt, and the other Kamolo. had a name that I didn't, Kamolo, okay. Kamolo, yeah. And apparently they and, uh, are very close with Rutherford. Yes. I'm not going to say anything, because they were like, take off your clothes <laughs> and come dive with us. And I'm like, wait a minute. What? Sam, what you doing? Right? <laughs> Sam, what you doing with these? Beluga whales. Hmm. <laughs> At least we know these implants waterproof. Yeah, that's a good point. Which, 
we've heard about Satan ops in various episodes, particularly on TNG, which I think Enterprise D had two bottlenose dolphins and they were under the command of a killer whale. That's at least that's yes. what I've seen on Twitter. And I'm like, okay. That is accurate, actually. See, now I'm, okay, now I need to go and watch those episodes of TNG. <laughs> yeah, you don't get them uh, on screen. They reference Cetacean Ops on the show. They don't tell us about the dolphins. I think the dolphins are from novels. Ah, okay. Because from the, the cause there's a, a novel called Dark Mirror that takes place in the Mirror universe where there's presumably evil dolphins. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? Yo, I need to read that then. I need to read this too. Hold on. I got to Google that now. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> the dolphins, dolphins are evil. Like... Well, Mirror Universe Tribbles have teeth, so. Like critters. Yeah. Oh, goodness. But. Kimo wow. Though. All right. Yeah. But they both outrank Harry Kim, though. But yes, still, sir. I think that's that's terrible. That's terrible. I see Harry like, Harry's dolphins. He has to take. Yeah, he. Well, actually, they all had to because they were all ensigns, and they knew that, and they were like, "Sam, that's not a request. That's an order." And I was like, "Who are you ordering around?" Then I saw the the pips, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, my bad." Right. But still, though, I think that's a valid question. How are they in uniforms? Mm, don't know. <laughs> We'll figure that out later. I mean, I guess it's not hard to put a uniform on them. Well, as long as their flippers are out, they can, they're good. But how are they going to use a comm badge? Because they had comm They don't badges. need to. They had. They okay. use like, well, like sonar or whatever. I'm just Can't they just slap the comm badge? Hmm. Do their fans work no- like that, though? No, they, they use echolocation, so they can, you know. So they, are we saying they use echolocation to activate the thing? I don't know. <laughs> Travis, you have any theories on this? I do. I think it's the flipper. I think the flipper flips the combat. I think it just goes flap. I can't. All Imagine. right. <laughs> We're going to go with that. <laughs> All right. I think I'm digging too much into this. I'm going to stop. You're mad. Right. Here. All right. You have to roll around onto their backs and just flap. <laughs> Slap the side. Well, they, you know, like bump against each other. And it, I don't know. I don't know how that works. I'm a little upset that Cerritos isn't built to be compliant with cetacean needs. Like they had to get a, a humanoid to go down into the. I know, you know they their, couldn't use their flipper area to open that thing. Yeah. Not ADA. We have to bring that up to uh, Starfleet Command. Exactly. Who, who happens to pay us a visit? Yeah. Uh, right. For Brad. I appreciate Sam talking to him. Sam's like, but this is what you have always wanted to do. This is your moment. This is, it's time for you to step up to the plate. And I love how he does like his prep to jump in the water like Michael Phelps. <laughs> like, bro, you're in a suit. You're going to jump down there. And, and come on, man. Like he's about to do a, the 100, you know, the, is it 100 meter? No. 100 meter yeah. relay. Yeah. And he's the, the anchor. Olympics. Yeah, he's the anchor in the 100 meter relay. He's got to bring it home. Okay, Brad. Hey, just take it over here, taking a deep breath. Bro, you have a helmet on. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, Brad. But, but he saves the day. He does. He, uh, he releases the panel. 
almost drowns and talks about these koalas that he's been talking about since season <laughs> You saw the koala. I saw the koalas. I saw the koala? Yeah. Like, bro, you... I don't know what he's dreaming about. But... Yeah, I, I, we need to learn more about the koalas. We do. I agree. What's this with people, you know, near death seeing the koala like the guy in season one where he ascended and he saw the koalas, so we need to... Yeah, we need to know. Shields. Are they gods? Hmm. Beyond uh, Q in their power. They're beyond the Q in their powers. Ooh. Write that down too, listeners. Kuwalas. Omnipotent koala like beings. We're on drugs over here. We're really not. Or maybe we are. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not on drugs. I can't. I'm looking koalas though. This is true. Oh, they're probably in a eucalyptus tree right now. Um, (laughs) So we see them, though, in the end, save the Archimedes, like right when they were getting ready to start the, you know, they were in the upper atmosphere at this point. Yeah, they started burning. Yeah. The tractor beams, boom. We saved you. That's really strong. Awesome. Because yeah, that's California a, class has just saved a superior ship. Apparently, the California class is made to haul ships like that. Like, that's what it's for. Okay. Oh. Like, so it's supposed to do, you know, can, especially that for the heavy lifting version. It's supposed to do engineering missions. All right. Because I'm sitting there, I'm like, how does it have such a strong tractor beam because not only did it stop them from their descent, it just was like, Hey, it held them there. It actually pulled them back. So it stopped them and then it pulled them back. And I'm like, that is a superior strength with the tractor beam. Yeah. The Californians are supposed to act like a tugboat almost. Okay. Nice. All right. Cool. (laughs) That was very uh, heroic. It was. Cerrito. Cerrito strong. I want that shirt too. And they got to have their first contact. Yes. Drunk contact. Yeah. Right. Because the the Lapians, (laughs) she greets them and then Lapians are like, let's party. And I'm like, I like these people already. I like their look and I like they want to party. Yep. Yeah. So we don't get a warrior culture from them. We get a party culture. Oh, because Captain Freeman came back twisted. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and Ransom's like, are you drunk? Yup. <laughs> Damn Skippy. <laughs> Had a great time. Which it was Captain Freeman Day. And it's funny, though, because Brad, he's swimming with the belugas and he's like, so are you guys going to go to Captain Freeman Day? And they're like, that's for the calves. <laughs> that was a good joke. I was like, no, we're, we're senior officers here. <laughs> we don't do those things anymore. But they changed it to Captain, what was it, Happy First Contact Day, which was cute. Yeah. It looked like little kids did it, but it's all right. It's okay. Boiler. Well, I, I like that they had their first contact, you know, brings yeah. home the name of the, the episode, but it's something that they are totally capable of doing in terms of a crew. Um, Travis, you've said this before. They're funny Starfleet people, but they're still good at what they do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
that's what I think was reinforced this week, right? It's it reminds me of what James Henry brought up on Twitter the other day was he, when he asked whether or not uh, the show's a parody, and you know, no, because parody makes fun of things, and this isn't making fun of it. It's it finds the funny elements of it. Yeah, and it's a situational comedy. It's Brooklyn Nine Nine of uh, Star Trek. <laughs> Right. My type of show. That's why I like it. I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh yeah. I've seen yeah, I've seen episodes here and there. Definitely funny the Yeah, um, it's getting ready to end though. And I know. Sad face. Well, I mean, how long has it been on? Like eight, nine years? Long enough. <laughs> <laughs> it just can't be brought so, anymore. Yeah. It's, it's done, done its, it ran its course. It's good. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, in the end, everyone came through. Except for Starfleet Security in the very end. Oh, how dare they? I mean, Arresting my captain. How could they? Yeah. They did not have to walk her out in cuffs. That was not cool. Yeah, they could have just done a transport. They didn't need to go to the transport room That was for embarrassing. That. that was truly embarrassing. Yeah. Everybody's celebrating, you know. And it's like, hey, we're taking your captain away in cuffs. I recognized the guy's voice, but I, well, sort of. Like, it felt familiar, but I couldn't place, place it. Because mm. like, he sounded kind of like the Lannister dad from Game of Thrones. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, I forgot the name of the actor. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, that voice was familiar, too, and I could not place it. I still can't. I have to look for who it was in that episode. I don't know. Because do we even get his name? I think it was Mordell. I'm calling it now, though. The pack blew up their own planet. Absolutely. Of course they did. They, they, were a bunch of they blew up their own planet. Yeah, they blew up their the own planet. The Klingons gave them bombs before they left. So oh. it makes sense. Commander Mandel, played by Jim Pidoff. Mandel. Okay, then that's not the person from Game of Thrones. No. I, I thought he did uh, Freeman Dirty. Even if, because it's not like Freeman was convicted. She was just accused. They didn't have to walk her through her crew like that. Yes. Yeah. By, it's, the, uh, by the way, the actor's name is Charles Dance, who played Tywin Lannister. There you go. Thank you. I know it was something Dance. I couldn't remember his first name. Oh, so he was in the episode? No. Oh. No, no, no. But he sounded no. very okay. familiar. He, he, the resemblance of his voice. Yeah, he has an yeah. iconic voice, uh, this actor yeah. Charles Dance. Yeah, he does. So we're, we've already made some predictions um, with season three. Do we have any more? Do we think we're going to see more Satan Ops? Do we think we're going to... I think Satan Ops is going to be probably not, not a one-off, but we'll see them rarely, probably, because, you know, they're always in one spot. But I think we're going to see... Next season's going to be a clear Captain Freeman's name. That's exactly. Be- Free Carol. Yeah. And it's going to bring the whole crew together, the lower yeah, decks and senior officers. Absolutely. Especially Shax. Yep. <laughs> he's well, going to be he's flipping have out. He's flipping out. I can see he's yeah. going to blow a gasket. But yeah. yeah, like as we mentioned before, you're definitely going to see, you know, our character, our beloved characters really put on their on their boots. And it's going to be a heavy season, I think. You know, we're going to have to try to prove our innocence, but also still have our own side plots and their relationships. I think the relationships are definitely going to blossom on season three. Obviously, we have Jennifer and Beckett. We have Tendi and Rutherford. 
which are unofficial, but obviously we all ship them. <laughs> and probably get some more of the mother-daughter relationship as well. Also, they mentioned something. It was the, the moment between Captain Freeman and Mariner when uh, they were talking about, you know, they were having the, the lovey-dovey moment, I guess, or the mother-daughter moment. And Mariner brings up something happened after the Academy. I want to know what happened. <laughs> what happened after the Academy, Beckett? <laughs> what was the incident? Yeah, what incident? And then they, you know, they stopped it short. I was like, uh, what, what? Uh-uh. Damn. Also, I will not be accepting any more Jetsia Dax slander on this show. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. Tayana had no idea who that was. And I'm like, wait, what? Excuse you? What? Right? How dare you? How dare, How dare you? you? Like, no hate to the one and only Spock, but. Right. Excuse you. <laughs> it's like rude. Very rude, Dr. Tiana. Yes. All right. Any shout outs. Oh, what do we we've got a lot of stuff coming. We've got Star Trek Prodigy. We've got Star Trek Prodigy. Twenty eighth of October. Guys, yep. we're we're almost into November. This is insane. Yeah. And on the thirtieth, I'll probably be recording the first episode of Star Trek Prodigy with uh Yay! With the kitties. Exactly. Yes. So now is it just one of your daughters or is it just or is it gonna be both? Oh, it's just one. <laughs> just one. It's like he's like he's like the oldest one is not no. She's that's all the universe can handle. It's fine. <laughs> like we're not putting both of them on here. Nope, not happening. Oh dang. <laughs> she is not gonna join this club. Nope. She won't do it. Yeah. She's the anime kid. The other one's the anime kid. This one's going to... She watches Trek with me. Oh, well, that's, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, look forward to that. Congratulations on that. And, you know, we will boost that up with you guys and make sure to get the word out. Star Trek Prodigy with Travis and one of his girls is coming soon. Can't wait. Yeah, we'll have a good time. Oh, of course. Hoping it would be uh, something fun to listen to because it's a kid's show and I'm going to watch it. But I would love to have a kid's perspective on it. We know why you're watching. Captain Janeway. Shh. Hush. (laughs) Hey, ain't no need to mention all that. Ain't no need to mention Animated Captain Janeway. Of course she's watching this. (laughs) Say the word. You didn't have to call me out like this, Raina. Thanks so much, though. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, Mogul, she loves you. And then we've got uh, next month, we've got Discovery coming. We're back, bitches! Yeah. Yeah. yeah we've got, well, bringing us back to a weekly schedule, I'm sure. Yes. So yeah. We'll be very it busy. Is, it, yeah. We are. We are going to be very busy, but we're going to have a lot of fun. Absolutely. A lot of good stuff coming. Yeah. Which are... are you know, are we going to just do the weekly thing and hope that uh, we also do it for Strange New Worlds? Because we'll catch a break, but we'll have we'll Strange New out. Worlds after that. Okay. And we'll, we'll have Picard. Actually, we have Picard, and then we have Strange. <laughs> We've got a lot going on. We're going to have said. a lot. Yeah. All right, Should everybody. Be Should be fun. Absolutely. All right, everybody. It was great talking to you today. Thank you for oh, listening in. We can't, oh, you got we something can't. else? Shout outs. We got to do our oh, shout outs. We got our shout outs. All right. Yeah. My quick one 
probably to Crestwood Westlake again. Sorry for the music and theme for this season. Can't wait to listen to the entire score. Definitely everyone who was at New York City Comic Con, who was at the booth for Prodigy and went to a few of the panels uh, for, you know, updating the community on what was happening. And yeah, shout out to my crew members. You know, we, we make this work despite our crazy schedules and everything else going on in life. Yeah, it's good. Travis, shout outs. Travis, shout outs. Okay, I guess it's me. Shout out to Kate Mulgrew. She was at New York Comic Con and she was all over the place. She had a picture with uh, Mary McDonald, Don Lewis, and Shaniqua Martin-Green. I'm like, oh my goodness. And the picture with her and Shaniqua, that was a great moment. Legacy character and new character, good stuff. So I really enjoyed seeing a lot of a lot of that. But special, special shout out to all of our listeners. And I'm going to shout out the listeners that we have up north in Canada. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to our show. Absolutely love having you people who reside in America's hat as fans. We appreciate you very much. All our listeners, we appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. See you soon. All right. Yeah. Until next time, love, peace, and Star Trek. Keep on trekking.